Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where I catch up Gabriel on everything I think he might have missed in his formative years while he was being homeschooled and sheltered from the outside world. Today is going to be a different episode. It started out as a bit of a fun, funny episode based on information that I got. And then I got more information. And then now it's kind of going to turn into a tribute episode. So a week ago, one of our faithful listeners, Richard, mentioned to me, hey, did you know that Bruce Willis made eight movies in 2021? And I was like, what? And then I went and I counted eight movies. And then I said, oh, yeah, you're right. And then I realized I counted 2022. So he made eight movies in 2021 and he has eight movies to be released in 2022. So Damn. I thought, oh, this would be a great topic to talk about. I text you and I was like, dude, I have a great idea for an episode. In between that time and now, there, has, there have been some updates made by the Willis family. Yeah. You heard about this? I, I read that, yeah. So Rumor Willis, his daughter, uh, tweeted or, no, or made a post on Instagram that said, to Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with, and I want to say it's called aphasia or aphasia? Yeah, I think it's aphasia. Which is impacting his cognitive abilities, right? As a result of this, with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. So then I looked up what that is, right? And a quick overview. It is a condition that robs you of the ability to communicate. It can affect your ability to speak, write, and understand language, both verbal and written. That is devastating. It's terrifying. Right? So after that, I was like, oh, man. I, like, I was I was planning on, on doing, like, a, you know, like a, a fun, you know, What's the best way to put it? Uh, lighthearted, like roast on him, you know? So then after hearing this, I was like, oh, well, that kind of changes it a little bit. But it doesn't at the same time because you only take the time to kid those you like. I am I look, I am a literally diehard fan for Bruce Willis <laughs> as well as a diehard fan, you know? It's one of those things. So I'm like, no, the only reason why I would take the time to do this is because I love Bruce Willis so much. And I want to, you know, roast him a little bit for the last two years or the upcoming year also. So we're going to do a little bit of both in this episode, the Bruce Willis episode. We're going to talk about Bruce Willis career for a little bit. And then we're going to play a game called Is It a Bruce Willis Movie or Not? Based oh, on the 16 movies that are coming out that came out last year and are coming out this year. And let me tell you to start here that I have not been keeping up. So I have no, it's all going to be, it's going to be a lot of guesswork. That's fantastic. So let's go ahead and look at Bruce Willis's career. Now, I remember just off the top of my head, I remember Bruce Willis had a very successful TV show called Moonlighting, where he played a private eye with Sher uh, something Shepard, Cheryl Shepard. No, that doesn't sound right. I'll look that up. But he had a very good, um, um, successful TV show, right? And then he took a, what would be the best way to say it? He took a, a risk on a, on a movie called Die Hard. 
Now he had a Christmas movie, no less. Can you believe it? A Christmas movie, no less. So he had he had done one other movie, Blind Date, and it was okay. Also, a fun fact about Bruce Willis is that he loves blues music. So he actually had uh, albums in the late 80s that he released as, as a alias uh, Bruno. He even had a short-lived cartoon show about a kid named Bruno. I don't know if you know that. I did not. He voiced a cartoon show back in the early 90s, I want to say. So anyway, so he's doing great on this show called Moonlighting with, um, and I'm going to get her name correct this time, Sybil Shepard. That's, I, I recognize that. From 85 to 89, this is a, a four-year TV show that's doing fantastic. He does Blind Date, and then he does a little movie called Die Hard in 87. And we know the rest is history. Now, we're going to, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about a little bit of his history, right? So, again, the music, I'm, we're going to skip over. But Die Hard, in, in, when it came out, I think the reason why I like Die Hard is because prior to this... You had your uh, Stallones, your Schwarzeneggers, your even your your Chuck Norris's. The good guy was always really good, like at what they did, you know. Stallone and Cobra, like he's supposed to be like super good at what they do, like where they can go above the law to get things done. Oh, St- Seagal, Steven Seagal was the other one, right? You couldn't you couldn't knock these guys down. They were always winning. They, they every fight they got into, they there was never a time when you thought, oh well, Stallone's not going to win. And I think Die Hard throughout that entire movie, Bruce Willis's character John McClane is severely outnumbered, outgunned, and outshooed. <laughs> he can't even catch a break. Can't yeah. even ca- exactly. So the entire time he is an underdog that is that is by luck doing really well. And I think that's what everyone connected to the fact that he. He was like a, an every every guy that that made it work at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and I mean to extrapolate on that a bit further too. Like if you look at the comparison of your physiques of of the people involved, uh, it's there's there's a pretty big difference too. Oh yeah, Bruce Willis looked again still thinner than me and still in better shape than me, but for the most part, he did not look like like Schwarzenegger. A better everyman representation. A better everyman representation, you know? Like, he even has a tattoo that gets kind of, that gets kind of <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like... But that's it. That's who he was, you know? And I think throughout his career, and that was a great staple of... He's never... He never plays... Unless it's a bit of a comedic role, he never he never played the over-the-top guy unless it was it was meant to be over-the-top. Um, in his comedies, like The Whole Nine Yards and, like, Red... You know, his expertise is definitely like that action star. But for the most part, you were always rooting for him because he was the every every guy kind of, you know, above average every guy. So let's talk about his movies that came out, right? So Die Hard comes out in 88. Huge success. Do you know what he follows it up with? And and this is a good question to ask. Have you ever seen Look Who's Talking, the, 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 the series of movies? I think three were made. No. Surprisingly, right? Look Who's Talking was... John Travolta and, oh man, Christy Alley, I want to say. But it's about this unlikely couple who have a baby. When the baby comes out, you can hear his thoughts. And they're voiced by by Bruce Willis. The success of that movie landed three movies. Okay, Luke is talking now and Luke is talking, or Luke is talking, Luke is talking, Luke is talking too, and Luke is talking now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Take that, boss baby. 
Oh, way before part. Boss Baby. Then, then of course, Die Hard 2, which is, whew, you know, I mean, come on. He does a couple movies. I remember Hudson Hawk he did. I thought Hudson Hawk was a very fun movie, but also a little, you know. A little, yeah. I, I vaguely remember that when I saw that all a while ago. Then he does uh, The Last Boy Scout with Marlon Wayans, where Marlon Wayne plays a, I want to say a, a football player, and he and uh, Bruce Willis plays like the, the cop that's that they team up. You know, it's like a buddy cop movie. I remember Death Becomes Her, uh, but not too much about it. He, I know the name. I recognize that, but yeah. I, I can tell you what it was about. So then we hit '93, and he does Striking Distance, where he's like a he's like a boat. Uh, police officer. What do you call those Coast Guardish kind of guys? Is it? Is he actually like police, like city police? Like yeah, but police in a boat. Yeah. Well, let's, let's look. Striking distance is coming from a police family. Tom Hardy. Oh, there's a Tom Hardy now. <laughs> Ends up fighting his uncle after the murder of his father. Tom believes the killer is another cop and goes on the record with his allegations. Uh, demoted. Uh, him and McNulty got put on a boat against their will, it sounds like. Demoted then to river duty. The killer taunts mm. Tom. Okay, that's what happened. That's how he ended up on uh, on a boat. Okay, so that was uh, striking distance. Then 94 hits. Can you guess what happened in 94? Is that Fifth Element? No. Oh, Pulp. man. I, keep, I don't know which year that came, but I'm waiting for that one because I want to gush. Pulp Fiction, 94. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. First. Man, what a role. Right? That might be my like favorite Tarantino movie, mostly because, not because I necessarily think it's the absolute best one. That's a hard argument to make for. I mean, and and an argument you can make for many of his movies, but that was like the earliest. I think that was the first one I saw, and I loved it. Like I loved every bit. No, that movie was that movie's perfect. I mean, it is. A, it, it, it is a, basically, yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything that and there's the ensemble cast. Oh it's just my so. God. Yeah. That was my exposure to Tarantino. Yeah, I think I think I th- for me it was so yeah, I think for me it was definitely I had seen True Romance, but then Pulp Fiction put Tarantino on my radar and then I watched Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs was my second. Okay. Then we do uh um I remember like a erotic thriller called Color of Night. Then he is with um Robert Redford in Nobody's Fool, and then in 95 Die Hard with a Vengeance comes out. And look that movie's phenomenal, and it's 50-50. It's 50-50 that it's Die Hard, and the other 50 is Samuel Action Jackson. Just, my God, he makes that movie so... I mean, yeah, it is, It is again, a fantastic movie, right? Uh, speaking of uh, Tarantino and, and um, Bruce Willis working together, then Four Rooms comes out. Have you seen Four Rooms? I haven't. So Four Rooms is actually very cool because it's four different directors who tell four different stories. Oh. In Terran, so each one, and, and they're all in, based in the same hotel, and there's a bellhop that basically connects all the stories, right? Uh, in, in Tarantino's one, but this, and again, I talk about an ensemble cast, right? Tim Roth, Antonio Banderas, um, Bruce Willis, Madonna is in this one, Lily Taylor, um... Who else is in this? Oh, Salma Hayek, of course, because, you know, she does everything. Oh, and Tarantino acts in this one, too. But uh, nice. yeah, but he, you know, uh, one of them is directed by Tarantino. One of them is directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, um, Alison Anders. And I think I forgot who the, the, the fourth uh, director was. 
But yeah, fantastic movie though. Four different stories, four different directors, and you get to see four different styles of storytelling. So that's cool. It's so good. It's so good. So Die Hard with Avengers comes out in '95, and Twelve Monkeys comes out in '95. Oh, Twelve Monkeys. Right. Okay. Now we're talking, right? '96. This movie is interesting to me because of my history with uh, Japanese movies, my love for Japanese samurai movies. Samurai. Samurai movies. Um, Last Man Standing. Have you seen that one? Yes. So Last Man Standing is a retelling of A Fistful of Dollars, which is a retelling of... Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except Last Man Standing is 1930s or 1940s Chicago mobsters, right? Instead of... Instead of cowboys, instead of samurai. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're recording this on April 1st. And I, I, I would be remiss if I missed out on honoring one of the greatest Japanese actors that has ever uh, walked the earth, Toshiro Mifune. If you don't know who that is, watch the movie Seven Samurai. Watch the movie Yojimbo and Sanjuro. A phenomenal actor. Phenomenal actor. Today is his birthday. So don't forget, people. Bruno the Kid the Movie comes out in 96. Again, television show, a kid's TV show, voiced by our friend here, Bruce Willis. 1997, The Fifth Element. There it is. Tell us about The Speaking Fifth Element. Speaking of every man. I mean, he's a cab driver. He identifies as a meat popsicle. So what do, what do you got on what do you got on The Fifth Element? That's just like you were talking about every man and I was thinking of stuff and that just jumped into my head cuz like he just he's uh, he's a guy that by luck and circumstance you know he does have a history he does have a history he's got some background but like boy does he not boy does he not get through it easily trying to save the galaxy yeah i think this was my first um i think and i could be wrong but this might be my first exposure to mila yakovovich is that her name uh i you know i I don't know jovovich however you're gonna say it yeah yeah that i think it was like honestly i think i didn't realize it was I didn't connect the dots either until I looked back, having later seen like Resident Evil stuff and been like, oh, that's, you know, that's her because, you know, the orange hair doesn't sync up. Yeah. yeah, The uh, and then again, you've got like great cast. Oh, yeah. Chris Tucker, Uh, dude. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yes. And even Ving Rhames. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, no. No. uh, Tiny. No, no. It was tiny from uh, from Friday. Yes. Yeah, Chris Tucker in a in a role that he plays exceptionally. I mean, and you know, it, it just it goes back to I think almost to like because Chris Tucker at this point had done Friday, I think he had already done Rush Hour, maybe. I um, think so. I think or the first or one. was working on it definitely for sure, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like he steals the show. He's, he's he's phenomenal, which is again hard to do when you have Bruce Willis in a movie. You've got um, oh, what's his name that uh, that played uh, Bilbo. Sir Ian. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Holmes? I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. Ian okay. Holmes, I think. Yeah. You, so right. you had you had a Quite you had a guy. bunch of people. It, it, it interesting, and it was just such a weird movie, but it worked. It's so good. Such a. It good worked movie. so well. So many threads, like so many different little things happening. You know, like you had the overarching, like the galaxy, the fate of the galaxy, kind of thing, but everything tied into it. It was just such a unique sci-fi. So much sci-fi. It kind of goes in in. It, it gets kind of when it gets popular, it feels like they're going to like kind of trends where they it stays pretty similar. But like Fifth Element was just wacky. Yeah. No, and it was wonderful. Fantastic. For wonder, wonderfully and, wacky. And Bruce Willis. Being, 
grounding in a way. Like it kind of you really like him being your eyes into that world worked perfectly. It did. It did. Then you have uh, the Jackal, which I thought was a, actually a pretty decent movie, where he plays the famous um, uh, hired killer, the Jackal, and Richard Gere is out to try to find them. Uh, it's actually a really good movie. There's a there's a great cameo by Jack Black in that movie where he gets his arm oh, shot off with a fifty cal. I have not seen this movie, but Jack Black cameos are the best. Yeah, no, it's a really it's a really good movie. A uh, little known movie called Mercury Rising, which I did see, which was okay. And then ninety eight Armageddon comes out. And I mean, again, stellar fucking cast. Steve Buscemi, Ben Affleck, um, Lib Tyler. Uh, I always like, I know like right around the same, were they around the similar to Deep Impact and Armageddon? Yes, we talked about how they came out yeah. very close to each other. <laughs> so it's funny because like this is an era, like I, I, I mean, I wouldn't remember the time specifically, but I very much remember the advertisements for that, like trailers posters like these like this was big movie stuff happening and big stars and i'm like i remember and i'm telling you i'm I'm not afraid to admit that that end scene when he sacrifices himself and he has his final conversation with his daughter and that little fucking flashback happens oh dude i was i was i think i was like 18 19 when i saw this movie and i got teary-eyed with my own little father issues. At 30, I get teary-eyed. At 40, I got teary-eyed. That scene just balls me every time, dude. Oh, man. It's a beautiful scene, though. But, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Um, then he does a couple other things, some TV shows. The very next year after Armageddon, by the way, The Sixth Sense. I mean, can this dude do anything wrong at this point? What a career, like, like, and we're not even, like... Yeah, this is 1999. Yeah, yeah. This is still 23 years ago. It's ridiculous. Okay. Then the next year, the whole nine yards. He flips the scripts and goes from action star, like, hardcore, you know, like, good movies, to a comedy where he's kind of making fun a little bit of everything, you know? And not taking himself too serious. And, and again, that success of this movie could have been a combination of, of Amanda Pete at the time was very, very popular. Um, you had the guy from Friends, um, uh, Matthew Perry, or is that, uh, you know, fresh off of Friends. So very popular. Bruce Willis. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan was in this movie, too. And Kevin Polak. I mean, again, talk about a cast. I, I think that movie's really good. It's very funny. So... He does a, a couple episodes of Friends. He does that Disney movie, The Kid. And then Unbreakable. Have you seen Unbreakable? I think I've seen like parts of it. Really? I have not. I don't think I've seen the full thing. So remember, Unbreakable ends up coming back with... Uh, no, not Split, right? Split was the last one. Mr. Glass. Nah. Mr. Glass was the one where he yeah, comes yeah. back. But it, it goes into the same universe. No, Unbreakable was really well done. One of those M. Night movies where technically there isn't a uh, a uh, twist at the end. There is a twist, the, but it, it isn't that it isn't like, you know, a, like his usual twist. The twist is that there's no twist. Exactly. Uh, then he does Bandits. He does Hearts to War. Um, one a year at this point. There's a TV show. My brother was a huge fan of the movie Tears of the Sun. I watched I it. I own that movie. Uh, I watched it. And I thought, yeah, it's good. But never like, oh, I need to go and watch this movie again. He was in love with that movie. I was like, 
it feels like a Bruce Willis movie, like a Bruce Willis action movie, you know? Yeah, I think it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty standard fare. But it 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 strikes a uh, it's it strikes a particular it scratches an itch. You got the itch for that. You're like, you know what? I want to see, I want to see this happen. Yeah, he delivers. Um, he does a voice in Rugrats Go Wild, and then the the sequel to the whole nine yards, the whole ten yards. You know, you can't you can't have the Gandy success Hard. of the whole nine yards and go with the ten without going to the ten. Then he does a movie, 2005, he does a movie called Hostage, which was actually pretty good, where he's a hostage negotiator. Actually, pretty good movie. And then 2005, again, like, the dude is has his, his, his finger on the pulse, dude. Sin City. I mean, it's, oh, what can you say about that? It's a fantastic movie. He adds to that ensemble cast, and he stands out in that cast. Now, here's a movie that came out in 2006 that maybe you know, maybe you don't. But if you don't, and, to the, and this actually, just, not just to you, Gabe, but to the listener, you should see this movie. It's a wonderful movie. Now, this is a, a Josh Harnett movie, but it's a good movie regardless. Um, Lucky Number Schleven. Have you heard I of have, this movie? I, I, I have seen it. It's been a long time, but I have. I definitely. Yeah, it's a wonder, wonderful movie. Uh, so well done. Such great acting. And again, it's a Josh Harnett movie. Lucy Liu is in it. Uh, and Bruce Willis is in it. Morgan Freeman's in it. Um, Sir Ben Kingsley's in it. But he has his role in it. But it's a, it's a great movie. 16 Blocks. Have you heard or seen that one? I've, I, I've heard it for sure. This is where he plays a cop it. that has to get an eyewitness to uh, the court. And it's 16 blocks away. And I think the eyewitness is played, played by most deaf. Um, fantastic movie. Such a good movie. Then he does Over the Hedge, which is the animated uh, movie based on the comic strip where he plays their lead. Uh, a couple more movies and then Planet Terror from Grindhouse directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, a couple more movies. Then he comes back to Live Free or Die Hard. Die Hard number four in 2007. Um, let's see here. Then what else do we have? We have Surrogates in 2009, which is not a good movie. Let's not talk about that. 2010 Cop Out, directed by Kevin Smith, starring Bruce Willis, buddy cop movie with um, Tracy Morgan. He does a cameo in The Expendables. And then another big movie that I think is a big movie. Red, R-E-D. Did you ever watch that one? No. We're getting to the point where, like, I didn't keep up as much with his stuff. Because I saw a lot of the other ones previously, including Surrogates. Because um, at that point, I was watching a lot of movies. But no, I have not seen this one. So, Red is... He's a former black ops agent that um, is in retirement. But somebody needs to close the book on one of his cases that he was a part uh-huh. of and they're kind of taking everybody out that was involved in that. And he's still a very bored retired person because of his black office years. And it's a great comedy, dude. Fantastic fucking movie. I recommend this one highly for anybody. It has, if I recall, it has Bruce Willis. It has the girl from the Gilmore girls, the mom. It has um, Morgan Freeman. John Malkovich is in it. And I'm forgetting one person. I don't know why I'm forgetting that person. But anyway, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, so much fun. So much fun that they made, too. So I know we're going to talk about the second one coming up after that. Then again, a couple movies that, uh, you know, set up Catch 44, The Cold of the Night. Then he has a great, a great cameo. Not a cameo. He actually 
has a co-starring role in uh, Moonrise Kingdom, one of the uh, Wes Anderson movies. I haven't seen it. Okay. If you're a Wes Anderson fan, you definitely watched it and you remember him as a, I think he's a local cop. And, and if you've seen a Wes Anderson movie, very quirky, you know? Mm-hmm. Then 2012, another big one, uh, Looper. Did you see Looper? I, I think I did. It sounds real familiar. Gordon Joseph Lovett is in this. Yep. And it's about, it's, a, it's actually a really, really great concept. But imagine in the future you have developed time traveling and mobsters use it for assassinations and to get rid of bodies by sending them to the past and killing them in the past. <laughs> no body if there's no crime, right? Or no crime if there's no body. There you go. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a really good movie, dude. It's a really good movie. Uh, then we get into Die Hard 5, A Good Day to Die Hard in 2013. 2013 also has Red Part 2. 2014 has Sin City Part 2, A Dame to Kill For. And then a couple movies, uh, The Prince, Vice, Extraction, Precious Cargo, Marauders. Then we get The Split, which is the, like we talked about, where he comes back as the main character from the original. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Venice, First Kill. Uh, 2018, um, they reboot Death Wish, the original um, Charles Bronson movie with uh, yeah. Bruce Willis. I did watch this. It, it was exactly what you think it is. This is where Bruce Willis is now the action star you expect him to be, where there's, there's no losing, you know? Um, a couple more movies. Oh, no, Split. Oh, no, right, right. I'm sorry. In Split, it's about the setup to, to Glass. So the end credit he comes out in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens in Split. And then Glass comes out in 2019. He did apparently an episode of uh, The Orville. 2019, he was in the movie called Motherless Brooklyn with Edward Norton. Really interesting movie. Not great, not terrible, but a, a good movie. Uh, 2019, 10 Minutes Gone, Trauma Center. Uh, 2020, Survive the Night, Hard to Kill, Breach. And now we get into 2021 and we can begin our game. Is it Bruce Willis or not? Or is it two random words smashed together? <laughs> okay. Now, if you are correct, you will hear this sound, Gabe. If you are, if you are wrong, you will hear this sound. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? Yeah, talk about production, huh, motherfuckers? That's great. Sorry, sorry, I, I'm I'm just very excited. I don't, and I, I didn't mean to curse everybody. All right, let's begin the game. Is it Bruce Willis or not? Now again, there will be Bruce Willis movies, and there will be other movies. Okay, so let's start with this one, and and I'm reading just the synopsis that IMDb has for these movies. So honestly, right. they could be anything. That's true. Wanting to lead an honest life, a notorious bank robber turns himself in only to be double-crossed by two ruthless FBI agents. Gabe, is it Bruce Willis or not? I mean, I'm just going to say yes, because it sounds like something he could do. Sorry, Hans, wrong <laughs> guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? I mean, tell me he wouldn't, though. He, exactly. This is why this, this game is a little bit tougher than most people should think. And I have no clue. 
So I haven't seen, I'm sure I haven't seen any of these movies. This is actually a Liam Neeson movie called Honest Thief. Okay, that also fits. It does, right? It does. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. A former mobster turned businessman and a police detective must contend with a dirty ex-cop looking to bring the killer of his son to justice. He could literally be any of those three things. Go so, on. is it Bruce Willis or not? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could, I feel like yes again. <laughs> Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? I mean, if I get double jeopardy, it's going to make up for that. So, so this is a movie called Beyond the Law, starring Steven Seagal. Oh, man, that's disappointing. Now I know it's not a good movie. Seven rogue soldiers la launch a preemptive strike against a newly discovered alien civilization in the hopes of ending an interstellar war before it starts. Gabe, is it Bruce Willis or not? So I, I have a guess, but I feel like at this point so far, I should go against my instinct. I'm debating if I'm going to go against my instinct or not. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say it isn't. This is a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> it is? It is. <laughs> oh, actually, then that meant I should have done the yeah. other one. Right? Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're wrong. This is a Bruce Willis movie. And that's what I was, that's what I, so it's funny because my instinct was to say it wasn't because it sounded like it was a bit weird and I was like, maybe I should go against it. So apparently I have, I have the opposite. So anything I think I should do the opposite of this, this is, is what I've learned so far. Bruce Willis movie from, from 2021 called Cosmic Sin. Wow. That's, that, that sounds like it has absolutely nothing to do with what, what is happening. An FBI agent and a Florida oh, state no. officer. <laughs> An FBI agent and a, and a Florida state officer team up to investigate a string of unsolved murder cases. Is uh, it a Bruce Willis movie or not? Yes. Yes. My, uh, midnight I didn't in, go opposite. Midnight oh, no. in the Switchgrass. Uh, let's see here. A corrupt sheriff's department in a rural mountain town comes undone when an unintended witness throws a wrench into their shady operation. Is it a Bruce Willis movie or not? Uh, no. Sorry, Hans. He's wrong got... guess. Would you like to uh, go what do you even do when you know someone has like 20 movies in, in a year? <laughs> like, shouldn't most of the movies that come out that year? I, I only thought 20 movies a year came out just about. Uh, this is a Bruce Willis movie from 2021 called Out of Death. Oof, Gabe. Oof. All right. Let's We're just see flipping here. coins at this point. We don't even know. Exactly. Oh, this is good. Okay. All right. A man dies as a part of an experimental military program. A former Black Ops soldier takes his place to find who killed him. Yes. Hey, motherfucker. Soul Assassin, coming out in 2022, Gabe. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know. All right, let's see. Who do we got here? Okay. A rancher on the Arizona border becomes the unlikely defender of a young Mexican boy desperately fleeing the cartel assassins who've pursued him into the U.S. Is it a Bruce Willis movie or not? 
No. BBK, motherfucker. This is The Marksman by Liam Neeson, or with Liam Neeson. Damn, so basically the only movies coming out so far that we know of are Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only two guys. When a retired Green Beret soldier is murdered by an international drug gang in London, four of his veteran SAS comrades set out to avenge him, dispensing their own brand of justice on the streets of London. Is it a Bruce Willis movie or not? No. Motherfucker. That sounds like that should be a Liam Neeson movie. It is a Danny Trejo movie. He's an SAS? Apparently. He plays an SAS guy? Apparently. Because he, he was my logic on that one was I was like, there's no way that Bruce Willis can do a British accent. And that wouldn't necessarily stop him. I don't think that would stop him. But I'm like, meh, they'd cast Liam Neeson for that. They cast Danny Trejo in the movie called Renegades. I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> You'd ask which actor. <laughs> Danny would not have been in the top 10 guesses. Okay. Ryan Swan must carve his way through the Hawaiian crime world to wreak vengeance on the kingpin who murdered his father. No. Sorry, Hans. Wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? So he's got to play the bad guy in this one. I have no idea, but because I would... he can't be the guy whose dad died, he's like, how old is he now? <laughs> what if he's the the dad? Uh, there's flashbacks. I mean, again, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think if he's the main role, but like, of course, he could be supporting too. Paradise City comes out in 2022. Um, let's see here. A man implicated in the triple homicide of three Hollywood starlets begins his own investigation, needing assistance. I'm sorry, he begins his own investigation. Needing assistance, he enlists two detectives on his tail in order to expose a conspiracy more explosive than any of them imagined. Yes. Gasoline Alley, coming out in 2022. It's kind of a cool name. It is. An ex-military man working at a Georgia power plant has to spring into... (laughs) As I'm reading this, I'm like, what the hell? Okay, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I like how everyone, I like how in Hollywood, if they need a guy to kill people, they're like, he's he's prior military. That's how he knows. Yeah, how else would he the kill? Guy, the guy was like a cook. <laughs> An ex-military man working at a Georgia power plant has to spring into action to prevent disaster when a group of rogue soldiers gain control of the plant and take the employees, employees hostage. Yes. PPK, <laughs> motherfucker. I could just see his exasperated face as his job is interrupted and he has to go kill people. Oh, I can see that too. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good one. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's see if this one gets you. An ex-NYPD officer turned sheriff of a small rural Georgia town has no. to contend with a gang of thieves who have taken a wealthy doctor hostage. No. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Yeah, this is actually a a Bruce Willis movie called American Siege. came out in 2021. Mm, So I can go watch this movie, is what you're telling me. Yes, you can watch this movie. Um, Let's see here. Okay. After a remote diamond mine collapses in far northern Canada... A big rig mm. ice road driver must lead an impossible rescue mission over a frozen lake to save his trapped miners. Is he ex-military? 
possibly it doesn't a say, green beret. It doesn't say. But here's the name of the movie: The Ice Road. I mean, does that doesn't that help me. As I said, <laughs> I have not. I mean, the name fits. It's not called like Gasoline Alley, which, you know, it's probably unrelated to the plot, but does sound cool. Um, I mean, obviously it could be. I'm gonna say no. This is uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> what, what? Did he also make 20 movies? What? <laughs> okay. GRS operative Jake Alexander and his team of young recruits go after the most dangerous and notorious criminals with the help of a Hong Kong billionaire. What is GRS? I have no idea. Uh, No. Motherfucker. It's solely based on the fact that GRS again sounds it sounds like it's some you know and it sounds like like the special you know the special police in like Hong Kong or something. So like, how is he gonna? That actually gonna makes let, sense. They're gonna let Bruce Willis run the show. Who is it? General Commander with Steven Seagal. Oh man. Yeah. If you'd said Danny Trejo, it would have blown my mind. All right. Let's see here. Um. Okay. It follows, oh, uh, the, the name of the film. It follows a man seeking vengeance for the murder of his grandson. He hires the world's leading assassin to carry out the task. Bruce Willis or not? Yes. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double? Uh, Heroes and Villains, starting Nick Cage. Okay, I'll, I'll take Nick Cage. Man, <laughs> side note, have you seen his upcoming oh the the, was it the unbearable weight yeah so excited i am dude i i I am gonna rent that on amazon i'm not even bothering with the theater for that one i am renting that on amazon that looks amazing (laughs) it is exactly what you you know what's funny when i was looking at this i'm like oh let me find somebody who's got a ton of movies turns out nick cage does not do that many movies per year he just does some random ass movies per year but look, he's just living his best life. I saw Willy's Wonderland. I want to see Pig. I saw Mandy. I want to see this one. He just picked some very interesting roles. That man's a, a again, not to quote anybody else, but he's a national traitor. I was saying. Like it. All right. Um, an ex-Marine enforcer must must battle his conscience and code of honor when he is forced to do things for the mob. I mean, I just want this to be Bruce Willis. So yes. Motherfucker. White Elephant coming out this year, Gabe. You have time to watch it, I think. An interesting name. It is, right? Ooh. Set in the world's most dangerous maximum security penitentiary, home to the most treacherous criminals. Tensions, wow. tensions among the inmates and staff heighten, leading to anarchy that engulfs the prison and order is turned upside down. The name of the no. movie? Oh, no? I'm just going to guess now. Sorry, Hans, I, wrong guess. I hope he's like the prison warden in that. I have no idea. Corrective measures. You can watch it this year. <laughs> it's not called... Um, what is it they, that they say the prison system does? Is it not called rehabilitation oh, for, and reintegration? That's a good one, too. <laughs> when his daughter is brutally murdered and legal justice looks unlikely... William Duncan takes the law into his own hands, setting out on a quest for retribution 
after killing the street thug who di- who was directly responsible for her the death. The description tells us that he gets the guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like with the trailer after killing the street thug who was directly responsible for her death he finds himself in the middle of a war with the thug's brother yes vendetta coming to your direct to video soon gonna get that on vhs an assassin for hire finds that he's become a target after he refuses to complete a job for a dangerous criminal organization no. Memory by Liam Neeson. So he hasn't been an assassin so far, I've noticed. I guessed yes on the other assassin one, and it wasn't him. So I was like, maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he doesn't want to play assassins. I mean, the Jackal, he was the assassin. I, the I know in the past he was, but in mm. the movies right now, in the run we've been doing recently, I thought maybe he's like, I just don't, I don't want to be that guy. Mm, Literally no other thing to base my, my guess on. Because the descriptors could literally all be him. They could. That's the point of this game. (laughs) A desperate father in search of his missing daughter uncovers sinister events that lead him to a horrifying truth. Yes. Sorry, Hans. Wrong guess. He plays such a good desperate father, too. He does. He does. This is The Elevator Game starring Eric Roberts. I don't even think I know who that is. Uh, sis, uh, brother to Julia Roberts, huge actor in the '80s. I think he was actually nominated for an Oscar. Oh damn! So for um, come back around. For my best friend's party, I think. Okay. Uh, you might recognize him as the mob boss in the movie The Dark Knight. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the guy he throws off the second floor balcony at the club, and then you know the Two Face kills. Okay, that one might tell you who it is, so I'm not going to say that one. Ooh. A meth cook hunts down the former police chief chief of a small town in order to silence him before he can deliver eyewitness testimony against his family, but ultimately finds himself up against more than he had bargained for. The Wrong Place. By? Yes. I'm guessing he's not the main thing. He's like, he's the police chief or something. I don't think he's the meth cook. I definitely don't think. Yeah, I was like, that was the curveball in this one. Because I was like, well, he's not that, but he might be the, because if that guy got more than you bargained for it, you know, Bruce Willis seems like he'd be more than you bargained for. If he was the police chief and you went somewhere. Yeah. Game over, man. A man's life on his farm is interrupted when a cop and a pair of dangerous criminals show up. Uh, I'm going to say yes because I want this to be one. Survive the game 2021. Sometimes your wishes come true. They do. Let's see here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Travis Block is a government operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. When he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, Block finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI director he once helped protect. No. Blacklight starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, no, he does not have as many movies as Bruce Willis. Also, somehow he still does not have as many as him. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, given like 20, that makes sense. 20 in a year. All right, here we go. 
In this movie, when Ashley and her younger daughter Sarah get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts their lives at risk, she turns to the only person who can help, her estranged father, Matt. Yes. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. I know. I keep it? trying to make him the I, father. And I he got won't you do with it. that one exactly. He won't do it. You know who will do it? Nick Cage. That's probably wackier, to be honest. Nick Cage in the movie called The Retirement Plan. This is actually a comedy, apparently. Yeah, well, as soon as you said Nick Cage, <laughs> I figured probably. A bank executive receives a bomb threat while driving his children to school that his car will explode if they stop and get out. This is like speed, but like... Not. <laughs> but like, just a guy in his car. <laughs> like a much smaller scale. <laughs> speed. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to say no. Easy guy, motherfucker. Because he hasn't ever been the dad. Retribution starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't realize Liam Neeson was Yeah, no, he's bad, too. Recently, honestly. I did not know that. Okay, I'm going to throw you off by giving you the title of this movie first. Shit. Or am I throwing you off, Gabe? Oh, no. The name of the movie is A Day to Die. Connor has one day to pay reparations to Tyrone. He is forced to ask his old military ops crew, led by Bryce Mason... To come together to get him $2 million before he loses everyone he loves in the process. I like how they give us like the guy's last name. Like we have any clue who this is. Exactly. Oh, right? yeah, Bryce Mason. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up with that guy. Uh, I'll, I'll say yes. Easy guy, motherfucker. Yep. I, f- I, I was hoping that the title would be like, no, that's too obvious. A Day to Die? Mm, it's a little obvious. I mean, it was a little obvious, but as soon as you said, like, former military and all that stuff and his old team, I was like, oh, okay, he's, you know, Bruce Willis, is he's always former military. <laughs> I think he's been former military so many times that he should be drawing a pension at this point. Well, it's, he's either a former military, former cop, or current cop. He should be drawing two pensions, maybe. A group of criminals <laughs> hell-bent on revenge forces a retired officer. Oh, no. <laughs> And his son to save the day. <laughs> so I mean, you, I have to say You got yes. both. You got a former officer and a dad. Uh, this is like, this is like, they cancel each other out, but I have to say yes. Former cop. Let's, let's roll the dice. Easy guy, motherfucker. <laughs> so former cop, in the hierarchy of things you could be, former cop beats dad. All right. Oh, fuck. This is great. Oh, I knew this was going to be a great episode. I just didn't know it was going to be this good. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Ooh, here we go. As Bad Businesses and Loneliness is taking its toll on private detective Philip Marlowe, a beautiful blonde arrives and asks him to to find her ex-lover, which proves to to be just a small part of a bigger mystery. Philip Marlowe, isn't it like a... What's the name of the movie? Marlowe. Like, isn't that a character? Like, already like a... I have no idea. That sounds super familiar. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, I kind of want this to be, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with yes. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Second guess? Liam Neeson? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't, it was going to be Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh, 
let's see here. Mm, ooh, here's a good one. Six elite hunters pay to hunt down a man on a deserted island only to find themselves becoming the prey. Oh, it's it's got to be Van Damme. Um, no. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? That's fair. That's fair. Apex, starring Bruce Willis. And yes, he is the man being hunted. Right, you mean he had to be at those? It was if it was gonna be, he's gonna be the crazy old guy on the island. Yeah. If they'd said he was ex-military, I would have said yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. A grieving man relocates his two teen daughters to a charming town into their dream home. Quickly, the dream becomes an inescapable nightmare. Game. I gotta say no, based on my logic. I don't even need another name. <laughs> really? The the dad with the two teen yeah. daughters didn't get you? He hasn't been a dad except for the time he was a retired cop who was a dad or whatever. This is six oh six one six Wilford Lane starring Eric Roberts. I'm figuring I'm figuring him out. How he selects roles. He's like, Dad, nah, dad, nah. Oh, he's a cop? Alright, give me that one back. Okay, let's do one last one. Okay. Let me see. Because I'm looking for keywords that are going to get you. <laughs> now you're trying to disprove my logic yeah, patterns. So I'm trying to disprove it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, okay. A group of criminals led by Balzari. Again, we're supposed to know who Balzari is. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. Breached the resort compound intend, intent to revenge on Robert a retired intelligence officer. Mm. Mm, not a cop, not special ops, but technically intelligence officer retired. Uh, let's go. Yes. This is Fortress Three, which means there were two other fortresses before Damn. this one. <laughs> Does this guy just keep losing fortresses, or maybe is it's he a, expanding his empire? Maybe it's a game called Fortress. Ooh. That he doesn't play well, um, but yeah, like I said, I, that's the last one. Thank you, Gabe, for playing this this uh, amazing game with me. Um, like I said, it started out as as you know a couple a uh, couple of uh, jabs at him, and then hearing he's going to retire. You know, when you look at the history of movies he's been in, the man every two to three years does something incredible that will last a, a millennia. I believe uh, his work will be studied for you know, centuries to come. You know, I, again, like Die Hard will be forever in everyone's, you know, uh, playlist of movies around Christmas. It has to be. Or else. Um, you know, so it's a big loss to the to the world, I think. Yeah. Although based on these last 16 movies that he, <laughs> that he did, I don't know how much we're losing. Yeah, if they just, if they just release a couple a year, he could be, he could be a top star for the next, <laughs> you know, for the next decade. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I just wanted again, like uh, the the episode just happened to write itself. Honestly, there was not a, the most work I had to do for this was finding the sound bites, and even that wasn't that difficult. <laughs> Man, what a uh, what a career! I hope I hope that he's able to, you know, figure out or overcome. I don't know what aphasia, like what the what the prognosis for that is. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound good. Like cognitive things were always dodgy. Yeah, it's crazy. But, it really is. And and he's only like I mean, he's not even 70 yet. That's the crazy Yeah, no. Part, you know? 
But yeah, you know what? Uh, medical illnesses do they get you when they get you, and then uh, and you know, there's not a thing a lot you can do about them. The stuff I read about that was also that like, I mean, stroke, which I don't think he's had a stroke, but like like head injury can also cause it. And I bet the guy's been the guy's been tossed around. Like, look at all the f- action movies he did. Like that's true. But then again, you're like, why doesn't Jackie Chan have it? <laughs> why doesn't everybody from Jackass have it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not guaranteed. I was just trying to think of ways. I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Like no, he no. hasn't led like a an easy you, sedate life. It's one of those things, man. I mean, you know, not not to go back on something that happened last week, but um, I think when the universe calls, man, the universe calls. I think that's that's just where we're at. And I, I mean, you can say a big bucket of wind. No, this is a cauldron of wind. Bruce Willis will live for the next thousand years. There is no yeah, doubt about it. He cemented his legacy. He has. And maybe that's not that wasn't his goal, and maybe he would give all that up for another 30 years of life. The fact that he had those, I think um, we are are better off because of it. God knows how many people he's inspired and, and how many future movies he's inspiring and future artists he's inspiring based on, you know, half of what we talked about. But yeah. How um, many people aspire to be retired police or military because of what they know is in their future. I mean, I wanted to be a New York cop for so long. Dude, I went to the Nakatomi building. That I forget the real name of it because it's in L.A. It's in Culver City. Yeah. So I've been to that damn building, okay? Because of Die Hard. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they had an entire episode dedicated to going to that building. <laughs> uh, it's, that's so good. I mean, it, it's just... It's it. Like, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's Chicago for RoboCop. It's just... That's just what it is. Like it's it's Philadelphia for for uh, you know uh, Rocky and Nakatomi Building. That's ours, thanks to Bruce Willis. Um, so yeah, no enormous bucket of win, and uh, and I hope that it's not as bad. And I hope that retiring maybe does good for him, and he does live, you know. But you look at uh, Muhammad Ali, right? I mean, his last yeah, time, yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those things. It just happens to be right because. Because it's it's just what the number that was called, but uh, but I, yeah, I, I again I was planning the episode before I heard about the news, and then I was like, then I questioned like, should we do it? Because it sounds kind of mean, but I'm like, no, like the dude. I don't think any of this even was a little bit mean. Yeah, the the dude is is epic. I mean, Bruce Willis is epic. That's that's it, and there's nothing he, in between. He outmovied Liam Neeson. Which, when you think about it, it's apparently difficult. Today I learned. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week.